Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week. And you know what? It's It really is a beautiful day out there if you're in Central Texas. I know the past couple of weeks, we got some crazy weather, a lot of different things going on. And so things seem to have settled down a little bit. I was on the baseball field, or at least in the stands yesterday with an absolutely gorgeous evening watching my son play high school baseball. Hope you're doing well. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media, primarily focused on what happens in the state of Texas. And we're going to have a very important discussion about some of those issues today. You've probably heard a lot of talk over the past couple of weeks about the Save Women's Sports effort, the fact that you've got biological men competing in women's sports, and particularly because an athlete from the University of Pennsylvania was competing in a swimming championship at the NCAA National Championship and won a national championship, taking spots away from women. And this is a biological male who recently started competing as a woman, and it has created a ton of controversy. Newsflash, this swimmer, Leah Thomas, is from the state of Texas. So there's a local connection too. But we've got a mom that is going to be visiting with us today. Jen Evans is going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. And she brings that parent perspective to this discussion, which is so important. And we're going to get into that discussion in just a minute. I do want to let you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about this towards the end of the show, though. Breaking news. Victory at the Texas Supreme Court for a case that we've been involved in allowing the Save Chick-fil-A Religious Freedom Law, the case against the city of San Antonio, to move forward. This is the city of San Antonio that specifically banned Chick-fil-A from having a store at their airport because they gave donations to Christian and religious groups and because of their views on issues like marriage. But I'll talk about that later. Let's get right into our topic, though, because and look, we're, you know, this has been going on for a couple of weeks. I've been out of the show for the last couple of weeks. I did take a little time during spring break. I didn't rest a whole lot. I didn't break a whole lot, but I was away from the office and the show. So I've been anxious to get back into the saddle here and talk about this important issue that's just been getting all kinds of attention in large part because of what happened at the NCAA championships for swimming. So, but we got a great guest today. Jen, I want to bring you into the conversation. Uh, You worked together with our team last year as we were a part of the effort, leading the effort to make sure we had protections in the middle school and high school level. But talk to us a little bit about where you're from and why this issues matter to you. And then we'll talk about some work we did together and what we might be doing moving forward. But I want our listeners and our viewers, as a matter of fact, if you're watching on social media, you're watching on Facebook, I'm going to pull out my phone, okay? I got this notification just like you did, all right? I'm going to share it to my phone. I'm going to turn the volume down, excuse me. And I'm going to share it to my personal page. I'd love for you to do that too. Like it, put it in some groups. This is a very important conversation that we're going to have. Jen, tell us a little bit about your family, your daughter, and why this issues matter to you. Yes, so my name is Jen Evans, and I'm from the North Texas area. And yes, my daughter's a freshman in college, so she's just starting um, with her track career. And matter of fact, she's already had two meets, and she's competing tomorrow in her third meet. Um, so this issue is is very um, important to me. I'm very passionate about it um, because. I don't know from one meet to the next who's going to be on the track with her. And I know like a lot of moms in the the swimming competitions, they didn't know until it was too late and they couldn't fight 
Um, so I'm just trying to um, be one step ahead and be ready if that day does come. Well, and, you know, look, you spent some time with us last year. You really, the people at the Capitol, um, we were blessed to be able to play some role just to give you some insight and guidance on how this process works. But you were part of the legislative process because we had a legislative session last year. And then we had several special sessions. I mean, there were a number of hearings. You testified, I believe, several times in the House and in the Senate on this very important issue. Um, and I want to make sure everybody heard and set it up. You're from North Texas. Your daughter competed in track in high school, correct? Yes. yes. And now she's competing in track at the collegiate level. And I mean, look, this is happening right now, right? This mm -hmm. is the time period that you're in, your family's in, your daughter's in, as these issues are sort of unfolding and, um, and causing a lot of concern and a lot of uncertainty, right? You think about it. So I want to talk about, uh, first of all, let's talk about what it's like your experience as a parent supporting and being in that support role and what you've seen and experienced as a parent along with your child through the process to be in a position to compete at the collegiate level? Well, it has taken a lot of, um, you know, time and financial sacrifice for us as a family to support her and her goal of um, wanting to compete at the collegiate level. A lot of time taking her to and from practices, sometimes staying with her at practice when it was far away. Um, all day track meets, private lessons um, cost money, summer track. Um, and then, you know, just trying to encourage her as much as she can uh, to, to not give up. And um, this last year when we were dealing with the high school level uh, law, um, you know, she was concerned about that. So we had to uh, just really encourage her to, to keep going and, and just do the best that she can, no matter what happens. Well, look, I commend you for the courage to come forward, as you did last year at the legislature. And sometimes it's not quite as public there, right? I mean, it takes a lot of courage to testify, but it's not as if you're on Fox News. Um, but you're, you're still putting yourself out there right? You might. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll watch this segment and they'll be very interested in the conversation we're having because the voice of parents and what in the heart of a parent on this issue is so important because you're their main support network, right? To your point, some of the financial sacrifices that are made, and I don't care, you know, how much money some people have. I mean, there might be a few exceptions, but just about every family and parent who has a child that is able to make it in the collegiate level, they've made financial sacrifices uh, because it, it takes a lot of that in order to do it and to stay with it year in and year out. Um, and it's not just the competing and showing up, right? It's the meals, it's the rest, it's working with them to make sure they're on top of their studies. I mean, you know, in their faith life, so many different things mm -hmm. because you gotta be organized in how you spend your time in order to be successful. But I do think so much of it is keeping them, um, keeping their hope alive and keeping them encouraged because competition just in and of itself. I mean, if you set aside the fact that maybe somebody is, is not following the rules the right way, or they have an unfair advantage, like a biological male that could be competing in women's sports, just a competitive environment to begin with can be very stressful and difficult. And, and it's not something that every young person can handle and understandably so. Right. And, and that's, that's part of sports. And that's what I love about sports, that it is, there's a lot of character development 
And part of character development is courage and integrity to do something that's not popular. And um, I do not have a lot of people in my life or in the sports arena that is standing up for this. And I understand that there's fear there um, for being labeled. Uh, and I just want to encourage everyone, if you feel in your heart that this is wrong, and if you want to stand on truth, to speak out. As long as you know that you're, it's not based on hate, which none of it is. This isn't an, an anti-trans issue. It's just a pro-woman, pro-fairness issue. And just rely on that. And there's a lot of freedom in that, knowing that and speaking out and not being concerned about what other people might say you are or think you are. Well, and look, you and I would probably agree. Our preference last year would have been let's protect middle school, high school and college students. Um, the bill did not advance that way. There were some members of the legislature that not were not ready or supportive to go that far, uh, even though that consistently was our message and request, there is significance to what happened last year. And I want you to talk a little bit about your experience testifying and what it was like, not only to hear feedback from the elected officials, but from what I experienced, a very hostile environment sometimes to folks on our side. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was for you to come to the Capitol and testify. It was a great experience. Uh, it was a huge learning curve for me. I knew nothing about the legislative process. I wasn't interested in civics or government or politics. Um, I just knew as a mom, I needed to fight for my daughter and I needed to fight for female athletes. I, I was an athlete all my life, I still am. Um, so I knew that that was something I needed to do and I would learn along the way. And thanks to you guys and, and Beth Stelzer at Save Women's Sports, she coached me along the process. And with each, you know, hearing it got easier and I got more confident and understood the system. Um, so to those of you out there that think that it's, it's, uh, takes skill and talent to go testify, it just takes courage and you will learn and you will figure it out and, um, and you'll be happy you did. Well, I couldn't have said any better, but I know that that's the case sometimes, right? Parents, individuals, whoever they are, can sort of be overwhelmed by the idea of going to the Capitol and testifying. Sometimes they ask some pretty tough questions. Sometimes they're not very nice. That's usually for people like me and others that have been around, but sometimes there can be that feeling that you're going to be a parent and they come in, they may not be all that pleasant, but our organization works really hard to educate, to prepare, and, and to really, you know, sometimes take those tougher questions and allow people like yourself, real people, if you will, parents that have a direct connection to this, to have their story be told. And it's absolutely important. And I saw that with so much great testimony by yourself and others, where the legislators can say, okay, now I'm understanding it better. Now I know there are real people that have this concern and how it impacts them. But I'll tell you, as you experience, a lot of people in that room, doesn't matter how considerate, how thoughtful, you know, how polite you are just because you take this position of fairness, they're going to be very hostile. And, um, you know, and, 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 and I know you probably saw some of that with these hearings going on for many hours and, and the other side, if you will, getting frustrated, but the hard work paid off. Um, the bill moved forward, having people there like yourself testify, and then Governor Abbott signed it into law. Now we're in a position where there's more attention on the collegiate level, and, and I'm glad there is, than there was last year, 
I think we've got a great opportunity very soon here uh, to extend our state law to include college. Now your daughter's in college. I forget where, you know, um, you said this is her first or second year? First. First year, right? So you got a lot of new experiences um, and, you know, I, I just feel like the issue is being talked about anymore. People are getting a little bit more confident and they're getting they're realizing, you know, there are a lot more voices that are coming out. You've got some really famous people talking about it. Um, tell us about what that's been like for the past couple of weeks for you to see all that happening, you know, and maybe have some reasons to be encouraged. Yes. Yeah, so um, I do. I go to track meets. Uh, different. I see things differently now. And um, I'm just more aware and uh, just thoughtful of what's going on, you know, in athletics. And uh, I wear my shirt and I have my stickers. You got your Save Women's Sports shirt at the track meet? Yes, I do. And that's awesome. I, <laughs> well, you know, I, I want to bring awareness that this, sure. this can be us. Well, what exactly is happening in the swimming arena, it can be us here. And I want parents to, know how to fight this if they want to fight it and um and i i'm i'm not going to say i'm thankful for thomas competing but he has definitely brought a lot of attention to people like us and athletes to say this could happen to me yeah it's it's not a hypothetical and and we never felt like it was because there are track students in other parts of the country that have had these kind of concerns, they filed lawsuits. And so, and you had legislators saying, well, it's not happened in Texas. Now you've got one of the most, you know, I don't want to use the word famous, but the, the most, uh, a, a case that's probably got more attention than any that we've seen so far, if not in quite some time from an individual, okay, a biological male who competed in boy sports right here in the central Texas area, I believe at Westlake High School mm-hmm. here in Texas, then goes on and decides, I'm now going to compete as a woman and won a national championship on center stage. And some of that was because the folks that that support this kind of policy of allowing uh, men to compete in women's sports tried to draw more attention to it, that it was historic and all this way. ESPN was talking a lot about it. So they hyped it up more. And there's Beth Stelzer, right? She's got her sign like the one on your shirt that, that she unrolls right there live on ESPN as all this is happening and more women are saying the same thing that she's saying as this is not right. I'm curious too, Jen, when you wear that shirt at the track meets, do you have people that come up and say, Hey, what, what is that message about? I, you know, tell me what, you know, do you get, have you had anyone ask you about it yet? Surprisingly, I have not. I was really expecting more attention. Um, and I, I, maybe, maybe we need people... to put a bigger sign. On <laughs> <Yes. your> side. <laughs> I need a flag. Um, but I'm prepared if, if, you know, people do talk about it and, um, but I I still think people are just fearful of being labeled and speaking out against, you know, against this. And rightly so to some extent, right? A lot of times people come out and say, Hey, I don't think this is right. And then all of a sudden there's all these people, whether it's on social media or so on that say that they're all about love. And all of a sudden that, that is thrown out the window. They become very, um, angry, they become very uh, co- confrontational. There's a lot of vitriol. There's a lot of name calling. And I mean, it's just as outrageous, right? And, and these yeah. are critical issues. And here you have several states in the past couple of months, if not years, since Texas passed its law, passing and not just stopping at high school, going all the way to college. 
And I think that momentum is carrying us right into the next legislative session that we're going to have in Texas and be in a position to pass this uh, to protect college sports as well and save women's sports. But you're seeing a lot of other states do it. Uh, Florida has done it recently. Kentucky has passed something. I think they're still waiting on the governor to sign their law. Arizona just passed something. But, you know, and it's not as if it's the states are doing this out of nowhere. You've got a president's administration who's now pushing and opening the door for policies that could allow boys in, to compete in girls sports and, and men and women's sports. And so it is an area where the government, whether on one side or another, has a legitimate role. And, and we have to have some consistent policy. But people are getting hurt. There were young women who were not on that podium in that national championship because uh, Leah Thomas was there or Will Thomas, however you want to refer, refer to him, was on the top um, step of the podium. And that left some people out. Some people didn't even make it to that round because of that. Women are speaking out. University of Texas, former swimmers from University of Texas, one of the most famous swimming um, uh, programs of all time are starting to speak out. And so I think you're going to see more people. I imagine you might start to get a couple more questions about your shirt or um, in the days to come, but I, I want to applaud you for continuing that, not just coming to testify, but taking it a step further. It does take courage to wear a message like that in these days on your shirt, but I do think there are a lot of people, they want to know more about it and they share your concern. And the more that they see people publicly taking that stand and that message, I think it, it lets them know, you know, um, these are things we should be able to talk about, and I want to talk about them as well. I, as we conclude, because I don't want to keep you on too long, I, but uh, before we wrap up, you know, we got a legislative session coming up. We would love to have you come to the Capitol again, and I hope maybe you can bring a few more friends with you, And because the story is going to be so important. It's going to continue to make it real for people and so, uh, but we also want to just say thank you uh, for continuing to be out there, to participate with us, and to be a part of really probably one of the most important issues and movements during our time for women of any age, right? For moms, for, for young athletes that are coming up, to have some hope and confidence about where we're moving on this issue. But I want to let you wrap up and just, you know, um, you know, and I know we're we're not specifically focusing on your daughter, but I would imagine it means a lot to her too. It does, it does, and we've had several conversations. Uh, she has a plan if if um, this were to happen to her, um, and I encourage her and respect her wishes and whatever she does. Um, but she's she's going to be courageous and standing out against it if she has to. Um, and so, you know, yeah, you talked about this next uh, session and I, my goal is to just do more of the same that I did in the last one and just uh, try to bring more awareness, try to get more people to either write their testimonies or come and join me in testifying. Um, and, you know, especially on social media, speaking out on social media, um, in my community, in my circle of friends, um, just trying to get as much support as I can. Well, to the extent that we end up having a special session, because there has been that call, we've, we've made that request uh, before the regular session. This is certainly an issue we're going to be asked to include it. Jen Evans, who's the parent of a collegiate athlete who supports the Save Women Sports Movement, has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for having me. Uh, that's, that's just an important conversation we're having as Jen um, exits our video here. 
Because sometimes people will say that. They'll say, well, you know, we're not aware of any real cases or are there any real parents that care about this that are directly connected to this? And we're showing them that. And that's why we wanted to bring Jen on today to be a part of our conversation, because we know that. We know there are more people like Jen Evans. We know there are more parents and athletes that are concerned about this issue. That's part of the role in the work we do at Texas Values. We find a way to connect them or to sort of bring them out of wherever they are and say, hey, look, we'll stand beside you. Come to the Capitol. We'll show you how the process works. We'll walk you through it. We'll back you up. We'll give you some support and confidence. And we also work to make sure they're treated with respect. Uh, if we ever bring someone to the Capitol and they testify and they're disrespected, I had to do this a couple of times. We have communicated with state leaders and say, this is not acceptable. And so a lot of times you'll see sometimes those elected officials step in and say, hey, we're not going to have any disrespect. There, even though there are people on both sides of the issue. And we demonstrate that too. We don't spend time during legislative hearings, particularly in people on the other side, trying to disparage them or to be disrespectful. They know we disagree. They have their moment. We have ours. Our people have theirs. And that's the way it should be. That's what works for the freedom that we have. And then you can focus on the message and not some of this ugliness some, sometimes that happens connected, it, connected to it or outside of it, particularly a lot of times on social media where it just gets out of control. But look, I'm not, you know, what you think about some of these other people like Chris Everett, but then also Caitlyn Jenner, he's come out and said he supports women on the sports issue, does not think that men should be allowed, biological men should be allowed to compete in women's sports. I mean, so you've got a variety of people from different backgrounds that don't think this is right. And so it just continues to get a credibility. As I mentioned, we posted this, there is a group of former University of Texas swimmers and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Longhorn, okay? There's no doubt that the swimming and diving program at the University of Texas is one of the most successful in the history of collegiate sports. I mean, it's without question, okay? Um, Eddie Reese has been leading that program. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Think about it when you watch swimming and diving as well, but swimming particularly at the Olympics. So many of those Olympic swimmers for the United States our former University of Texas swimmers or currently still, right? I mean, and so you've got a group of former University of Texas swimmers that put a letter together and said, we don't agree with what's happening. Essentially, this has got to stop. They're, they're opposing what's happening with Leah Thomas with biological men competing in women's sports. We've got an opportunity to do something about it. And we've got momentum on our side. More states are passing this. Texas has already passed a law that, that applies this issue to middle school and high school. It is time to extend that to college sports and, and completely, comprehensively save women's sports. All right, I teased this a little bit when we first started, and we're going to run out of time if I don't mention it. Major victory at the U.S. Supreme Court. Save Chick-fil-A. Can you say it with me? Save Chick-fil-A. All right, it rhymes. It's catchy. But that is actually what happened today. And it's not just about Chick-fil-A, but this example matters a lot, okay? Just remember, the city of San Antonio, specifically, okay, this wasn't generalizations, this wasn't, you know, reading between the lines. They specifically banned Chick-fil-A from having a restaurant at the city airport in San Antonio because of their religious views on biblical issues of marriage and sexuality. And they didn't hide it. I mean, there were some other more egregious things they did, I feel like. They tried to hide, but they were very public about those reasons that related to the fact that Chick-fil-A was a Christian business, and they gave to Christian ministries like um, Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes, who 
support a biblical definition of marriage and, and other like-minded principles. Let that sink in, because Chick-fil-A gave private donations to the Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Those are some of the main reasons City of San Antonio said, you're out. Okay, they were in. Chick-fil-A was in the original plan, and they booted them out of having a store at the airport. We passed a law, and, it, and it's not just on this issue, but, but it is a part of it. The Save Chick-fil-A or the First Amendment Defense Act, this was a law that was passed by Matt Krauss and also Senator Brian Hughes. Does Brian Hughes just lead every significant effort on our issues in Texas? It sure seems like it, uh, being the author of the heartbeat law as well. So that law goes into effect, and um, some of our good friends down in San Antonio want to enforce it against San Antonio, the city, Patrick Von Dolan and others. Um, we, we win in trial court. The case goes to the appellate court, and this is just trying to apply the law against the city of San Antonio. Um, the appellate court rules against our side. We take it up to the Texas Supreme Court. And we submitted an amicus brief in support of this case and holding city of San Antonio accountable. So did Governor Abbott and other people. And it was we were at the court when it was argued out, I don't know, um, several a few months ago. But so decision today that the lower court, the appellate court was reversed. City of San Antonio lost in trying to stop this litigation from moving forward. It now goes back to the trial court. We stay alive. We move forward. And then we can focus on enforcing this against the city of San Antonio. Big picture here, though is that when it comes to religious freedom, you don't mess with Texas and I guess Chick-fil-A either. Now, um, Chick-fil-A hasn't really had much of a role in the case, but this is much bigger than that. But it does help people understand what's going on when you think about that case. The government should not be banning people from being involved in some of these government contracts and making these decisions because of private donations that they give to someone else. And that's what you see happening here. And that's a big part of what the Save Chick-fil-A Religious Freedom Law says you're not allowed to do. We're going to continue to focus on that effort and getting success because we don't just help on drafting and passing laws. When they move forward after they're signed into law, we want to make sure they can be enforced and defended in court. And that's what we're doing. Some more reasons to consider making donation to Texas Values, txvalues.org. One last announcement. You won't even find this on our website. June 1st, Dallas-Fort Worth area. We're going to have a, a major pro-life event to celebrate nine months of the Texas Heartbeat Law. So stay tuned on our social media sites and our website and go to txvalues.org and make that tax-deductible donation today so you can help us protect faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. We're about to run out of time. We'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report. <laughs>